Joel and I would like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land upon which we stand, the Wurundjeri people and the Kurnagunai people respectively. We pay our respects to the elders past, present and emerging. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Cinemangs. Uh, my name is Madinette, and this is a film podcast that I do with my big ball of film big boy, Joel Anderson. Hey, Joel. Uh, call me Matt. Hi, how you going? Oh, I get it, I get <laughs> yeah, it, I get it. Yeah, gotcha. I get hey. it, that's good. That's a little little good. joke for all of our film Don't fans Don't hang on there. to it too long, move uh, on. <laughs> so, this week, uh, we have a huge friend of the show, big, 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 good friend, uh, Best Georgia L. Hackford on the show. <laughs> Welcome, Georgia. Thank you, I'm the big, Gina. big, big, big friend. You're a big friend. <laughs> um... <laughs> So, gee, when we get our friends on the show, um, obviously none of us, in fact, all of us, everyone who's ever been involved in this podcast is as amateur as it gets. So, Joel, what are what you giggling at over there? Just Georgia. Okay. <laughs> uh, we're all as amateur as it gets when it comes to uh, podcasting. So we like to uh, just get a little sense of what your super amateur setup is today. Are you sort of recording on a uh maybe a, 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 a keep in mind a, you can lie about where you are yeah, it right. is the yeah. internet no way you could, you could be inside of a car you could be in fucking space you'd be riding a horse you'd actually laugh so hard you could if be you embryotic. saw where i was right now like i'm right in the corner of my room because i've got you guys on the phone and you guys are on my keyboard and my keyboard is in the corner oh, of my yeah. room but my laptop is on my desk so i'm like wedged yeah. between the two staring at the I, corner I of my room it. yeah oh beautiful that's it's pretty good. good that's good it's pretty good yeah, do, do, you, do you guys just find when you get into a real good like phone conversation or something you just find a spot in your room just like a like no. you know the edge of your desk and you just fucking stare intently at that and you realize after like two hours of talking you're like wow i've been staring at the corner of my desk for two hours <laughs> Never done that in my life, but I do like to walk around my garden. When mm, I me too. That's yeah. nice. That's very nice. Yeah, we could because do a podcast can... on the move one day. Yeah. <laughs> um, Joel, have you uh, you got any super super good updates? Anything interesting going on in your uh, room slash life? Uh, I've got a half a bottle of rum on my table. Yeah. I love that. That's a good place for rum. Yeah, spice gold original. Ah, yeah, nice, dude. <laughs> Georgia, the film that you brought us this week was Call Me By Your Name. And I have recently realized that, um, like, all of my favorite... This one sits up there as one of my favorite romance movies of all time. And uh, I watched it for the first time last night, and it's already up there. So, you know, yeah. Yeah, And I found a... So there's a YouTube channel that I recommended to you recently, Georgia. It's called, like, Stories of Old. Yes. And they just happened to come Mm -hmm. across this video uh, that basically points out the fact that a lot of the best romance movies of the last five or ten years have been same-sex romance. And it just clicked for me that, like, yeah, there are some incredible same-sex romance movies out there. Like, recently, in the last week, so I've watched Call Me By Your Name. Yeah, yeah. Um, in the last week, I've watched Call Me By Your Name and Brokeback Mountain. Oh, and, beautiful. Uh, also up there are, like, um, uh, Moonlight and... Yep. Um, Portrait of a Lady on Fire. I was going to say and, that one, yeah. Yeah, and uh, her is not necessarily same-sex, but <laughs> is, like, um, alternative, uh, not hetero. So, And that's yep. also, like, one of my favourite rumours. So, uh, yeah, anyway, call me by your name. This is... What so, a fucking movie. <laughs> in terms of our, uh, our individual histories with this film, uh, when did you learn about this, Georgia, and in what context? Mm. 
Was well, it? so I feel like I don't remember how it came to my attention, but I watched it like pretty soon after it came out type thing. Mm-hmm. It was probably like, I don't know, you know, it was like you guys knew me when I was that age. I probably saw it yep. on Tumblr or something and was like, oh, yeah, <laughs> I'll give that a go. I feel like yeah. half, if not more, of the people that have watched this film, that's the experience they went <laughs> Yeah, yeah, totally. Through. And it's a beautiful experience. Yeah, and like young queer teenager, I remember I yeah. watched it like in my, like the bedroom of the house I grew up in and I was just hysterical. Yeah. Like I just remember like being in my bed and like sobbing. Like I was like, this is so beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> I remember yeah. people would make vines where they would react <laughs> to the movie. Oh my God. <laughs> and they still do Man. it on TikTok. Like people will watch it right now Yeah. in like a, in like a uh, Zoom meeting so they can all watch it together and they're just all crying and then someone films and it's just like a bunch of teen girls and boys just sitting and crying, which is just a beautiful thing. That's so lovely, nice. yeah. Um, so George actually, George actually told me about this movie. Um, uh-huh. I have a message that I sent to Matt in 2017 <laughs> that was like, he was going to come over to my house and I was like, oh, we should watch this movie that Georgia recommended. And he says... No, let's watch Jumanji. <laughs> <laughs> That's offensive. Oh, no. yeah. Imagine if we did watch this movie together. We would have gotten to some conversations oh, that we got Jesus. got to later down the road. Definitely. <laughs> that night. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. That's so amazing. I, I was actually recommended this movie by um a very good old friend of mine, Bonnie Sampson, and she Ooh. told me about it when it first came out, I think, and like it was she was a really, really big fan of it. Yeah, I remember that too. At the time at the time I was sort of like, Oh yeah, cool, okay, oh, it sounds like a nice movie, I'll get around to it, whatever. But part of the reason this movie hit me so hard is because I kind of lived it in twenty nineteen. Like yep. that was like a little bit my life when I was travelling and yeah, I, I just, just to watch the it now at this stage in my life right? is just like yeah, there's a lot. I I, yeah. I haven't quite decided whether uh, how much <laughs> I'm going to go into it, but uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, that's totally fair, man. I think that the the time like again first watched it last night in you know the middle of 2020, and mm. I think that watching it for the first time then like it hit me at the perfect time in my life and like my my relationship with um that trip last year and everything and mm. oh god man i just fucking bawled my fucking eyes out Yay. <laughs> like oh god yeah so, so i watched it in 2017 after georgia recommended it right um probably like the night after you came over <laughs> and then <laughs> and did uh, we watch Jumanji? I don't. I don't recall watching Jumanji. But we weren't so. Might have been so. Jurassic Park. <laughs> yeah, it might have been Jurassic Park. I did You're watch right. that movie for the first time with you. It's a great time. Really? Sorry. Oh. Yeah. Anyway. I'm like a sage of films. You are. You are um, absolutely a sage of film. And then, uh, so I watched it, and it was probably the first queer romance film I'd seen. Right. Yeah. No, I'd seen Brokeback Mountain before then. But anyway, okay. I was completely open to the idea anyway, so it's not like it was anything. Uh, majorly shocking but just the level of intensity of the romance was something that i haven't really uh had still to this day i mean uh almost no one has had this level of intensity of romance it's so fucking intense (laughs) and i remember like finishing the movie and being like yeah all right (laughs) and then and then this time watching it like and, and of course the thing i really took out of it then was like just the aesthetic nature of it 
I just mm. because yeah. it's just such a darn yeah. beautiful movie. But this time, same with Matt, I just fucking bawled my goddamn eyes yeah. out. But yeah. in in a way that a lot of the films I've been watching lately, like uh, and uh, crying or. <laughs> Which is terrible. <laughs> that sounds horrible, but no, that's okay. Uh, for it, for this that, film, man. for this film, it, it's like a good cry. It's like, yes, yeah. life, you know, instead yeah. of instead of no life. <laughs> yes, that's it. Gee, what was your first experience watching this? Uh, yeah, so crying in my room, heaps. Yeah, um, but <laughs> yeah. then I actually haven't. Like the last time I watched it before my rewatch last night was that first time. I've not seen it more than twice. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. It was just kind of that, like, yeah, it was the kind of film, like, I had such a good experience with it the first time. Like, despite, like, there's some obviously, like, problematic factors, which we should discuss later. Yeah. But, yeah, um, yeah my first, I was just so beautiful that I was like, I'm happy to just let that sit there. Um, yeah. And then, yeah, watching it last night, it was nice because, like, I don't know, like, I definitely. My, um, in terms of like, yeah, like emotional response, like I definitely cried more the first time around, but like, yeah, I don't know, it, it, you're right, like it is like a, oh, like the world is beautiful type cry, like it's very cathartic, totally. yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah, it was good, do you think it was the first time, Do you think the first time you watched it, it broke down walls for you and that's why you cried, or is it just, again, just the story, if you don't mind me asking? No, God, that's Because fine. I feel like a lot of people, it's like... A pretty transformative experience watching yeah. this film. Yeah. Well, I yeah, it's a good question. I honestly, I don't think it would have registered with me at the time if that was the case, but it wouldn't surprise me. Like, you know, I was yeah. stuck in our shitty small town and like <laughs> hating my life. <laughs> so like, it probably was like this, like kind of longing cry, like yearning cry. Yeah. Um, well, just the travel aspect alone. Yeah. Like, so someone, I know you both have been to Italy. Yeah. Someone like me who has never left that shitty town that you're referring to. Which, you know, it's really like uh, travel porn. So yeah. it's like, it's yeah. like, you're just, and especially because they make such an emphasis on the like whole getting lost and yeah. and just like exploring and then spending days out in the sun and swimming and shit like that and it's just like yeah it's rather so rather visceral. than just being about like oh I went around and saw the sights it's more like <laughs> the the sort of bliss of 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 uh living somewhere elsewhere yeah know? of yeah, being absolutely yeah, yeah absolutely. and just having that pure experience. This movie was, like, it was, as well as the romance, I think this movie was a huge celebration of, like, just sunny days, you know? Yeah. Just the sun. Just, like, a summer where you can... Being shirtless with the boys. Yeah, being shirtless for 90% of the movie. <laughs> um, yeah. Also, I have, I have like, the exact same body as Timothy Chalamet in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> I don't... It's, it was That's true. a I strange confirm. experience for me. Um, yeah. But... Uh, and I have the exact same body is army hammer and everyone <laughs> that's, <right. laughs> that's true audio medium fuck you um <laughs> yeah i i have never like like yeah again the whole romance aspect of this movie is definitely like this driving force but the i've never seen a movie um capture just like the just like that nice calm peaceful mm. bliss of like laying out in the sun and like like the the environments that they're into, I think. I, I mean, I was only in Italy for like I don't know, uh, probably three or four weeks or something. But like, I'm sorry. It's just, 
No, no, no. I mean, like, I... Bro, I, I was I'm... only in space for six months. <laughs> no, shut up. <laughs> I, mean, I just mean, like, I don't mean to speak as if I know the country back to front, yeah, but, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. my experience there was reflected, like, so, so very closely in this movie. Like, I... Mm. The, just, like, the experience yep. of, of Italian towns and these beautiful big courtyards where you just, like, sit around and drink wine and read books and, like... Oh man, Vomit it's just when fucking your friend dances. beautiful. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, it's pretty cool um, though. Like the way that the movie captures warmth in terms of weather mm. is yes, amazing. Absolutely. Like the bugs, so... the bug sounds are yeah. so important. Yeah. yeah, yeah, especially for us as Australians. Like summer is a very fucking noisy time. Yeah, you true. Know? It's like it's yeah that that. Um, audio aspect is so important and i i think that um and the way the sunlight goes off the water yeah they're showing the water so much but but you can show water and not have the same like absolute uh blissful summer feeling yeah that this movie gives yeah uh, every time you see the water i think um again to talk about the timing of this movie last night i yesterday was a really big assignment day for me i spent like the whole mm. day working on two assignments and i passed them both in but like hell yeah man to sit at, <laughs> thank you um to sit at a computer and like be typing about shit and like be be pretty stressed all day and then yeah. to have the release of submitting my assignments and then just live in this this like beautiful italian summer world yeah. where like everything you know these people aren't um timothy chalamet's character particularly is always just seems to be you know sitting around just reading books and like they have no obligations you know like yeah i mean hammer's character is there to work yeah but like there's so much just like chill the fuck out and like read a book in the sun and that was such a nice release for me yesterday so even the guy who like it works on the property and like fixes the bike seems like he's just yeah. chilling most of the time and too yeah. And, yeah and the um and the maid Mafalda. yeah Mafalda. Yeah, yeah. yeah even she like that's a fucking awesome existence too just mm. cooking yeah. all day and stuff yeah, yeah it's just amazing it's idyllic life right yeah yes um so the romance let's talk about these boys well uh, before we do that i just want to mention like the scene where they're running uh, in the hills, definitely, like, that makes me think of you, Matt, because w- we would always go in to, to where you come from, Allen Bank, and go, like, little walks and stuff Doxamina. on the hills, and then, mm. you know, start yelling stuff. Yeah, whereas th- this version is a lot more, like, you know, romantic, whereas ours is just, like, boy time. <laughs> Chaos. But, yeah. but it's, the same, it's the same sort of freedom in nature. That yeah, exactly. Like, it's mm. just lovely. Yeah. Um, so... I uh, I think, uh, like all of us, I have my reservations about the uh, problematic elements of this, like the, mm-hmm. you know, the age gap and how Elio is so very obviously, like, less mature than Oliver. Yep. But, um, but, like, at the same time, the, I, I, what I would say is one of the most pivotal scenes in the movie, the, um, the conversation Elio has with his father at the end. Oh, it's the most beautiful like, scene. Oh, my God, By the way, man. That is not... Um... Wait, no, you continue, continue. <laughs> okay. Well, I was just going to say, like, it sort of, it, it's like, as an audience member, you, you run that, um, you go through that journey of thinking about the problematic elements, and then you just, I just, I just keep coming back to that conversation where the, the, the idea is basically just like, like, yeah, you know, there's always going to be, you know, other elements, but 
if you feel that feeling then <laughs> fucking like prioritize that man because it's yeah. so yeah. nice it's so special like and and it sort of makes me makes me wonder about the you know how much stock should we put into problematic elements like age gaps like this you know i i don't know what the exact number of years was but like i don't know the fact that so he's 17 and yeah i do not know how oliver's old yeah so oliver's 24 so it's a seven year age gap. oh wow okay um and That's... it is worth noting so that the oliver, legal in terms yeah you go you go, you go. yeah <laughs> the legal age of consent in italy is 16 Oh, so that's important to know, except they're still yeah. at such remarkably different stages of life. Um, well, twenty four is or twenty four and twenty six is when your brain finishes developing. Yeah, I I and, run into recent research that said it was thirty thirty two for men or something. Oh, but well, women maybe, are earlier. Yeah. I'm not sure about yeah. that's exact... right. Everyone don't have sex until you're thirty two. You're <laughs> that's right, exactly. Um, and seventeen obviously is seventeen. <laughs> like yeah. yeah, the amount of movies that are called seventeens and and songs that are yeah. called seventeen. You know. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's it's important because like as much as yeah, the speech at the end is like arguably I think like the most poignant scene of the film but like I do think the age gap is genuinely problematic in how yeah starkly different like the stages of life that Oliver and Elio are at like Elio's very much like this is a coming of age story for him you know mm-hmm. yeah 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 and which Oliver's is one of the reasons come of age. Yeah. yeah yeah which is one of the reasons I feel it's... like in terms of for this character Elio it's not really a negative experience because it's so transformative. Yeah. I Later in life, he might look back and, and see the issues that it had. But I think overall, there's no doubt in my mind that he would still enjoy the experience and the, what, what he took out of it and what it gives his life. While yeah. it might be soul crushing in some senses because of the loss of love, um, it's like overall a, a just a beautiful thing yeah. for him. Yeah. I do agree with that. I do think also, like, it's interesting in terms of, um, like, something I have written down in, like, my notes in, like, capital letters is consumption, and then in brackets, Oliver. Um, <laughs> like, it's so ridiculous. Like, it's, like, almost like it's made, like, <laughs> really clear, like, from the start. Like, when he sits down for breakfast and he, like, eats the egg in a second, or, like, mm. the, the apricot juice and he, like, drains the glass, yeah. and he says... If like I I know myself, if I have one, I'll just have another and another and another mm. type thing about the egg. And then yeah. after he kisses Elio, he also says, I know myself. And it's like yeah. the consumption Damn. factor is I think definitely important. Yeah. That is a very, it, very good pickup, too. And he's yeah, and clearly he's showing you know it's such a weird it's, it's a very sketchy topic to talk about, but Let's just fucking do it. Um, he's clearly like sort of hesitant at the start, uh, Oliver. Yeah. Because definitely. he knows that while there is a genuine uh feelings between the two, obviously, mm-hmm. um, he he doesn't want to hurt him. Yeah. And I feel like it's also a little bit of like he doesn't he wants to save himself. He doesn't want to subject yeah. himself uh, uh, yeah. do this to someone necessarily. I mean, also and... it's the eighties. Like <laughs> It's not ideal timing for queer couples, especially not yeah. with problematic age gaps. <laughs> especially, especially like when the the they know that they're going to keep this under wraps to a yeah. certain extent. Like the parents, 
end up knowing and uh, and uh so does uh Elio's girlfriend i forget the name of Matsuya. um well i guess not girlfriend but yeah Matsuya. love interest uh, um yeah so <laughs> yeah. yeah so it, when people are, I, I in between what this 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 watching of the film and the first watching i watched it one other time but the most that i ever thought about the film other than than just the like imagery that i adore um is uh like a couple comments that i saw on the internet mm-hmm. about the problematic nature and i was like when I, I first watched it i i uh probably didn't even realize that he was 17 i didn't even really think about that when i first watched it but um so when i heard all this uh or read this stuff i was pretty like oh okay maybe i need to rewatch this and address that because this seems like uh, definitely an issue and but but what the thing i keep coming back to in my head is like <laughs> it's just a movie like it shows things that movies show things that like are problematic or bad or horrible all the time like it's a movie it's it, it that is what the story is like yeah yeah but i think i think that um... i think the story being told is completely a legitimate story to tell for sure yeah and the fact that, like your point about movies showing problematic things all the time, I think that that is very true. But there's a, a lot of difference between um, a Marvel movie showing problematic elements in one of their situations of some, I don't know, some extent, um, and like um, a murder or death and stuff. Yeah, like that. yeah. Um, and there, there's a lot of difference between that and a romantic movie showing problematic elements. I think because romance movies are. You know, we we can only project on Marvel characters to a certain extent, right? Because we don't live any of those situations mm. ever. But mm-hmm. a lot of real life people fall in love Speak very often, and that is very yeah. it is very very easy to to project onto these characters because of the intensity of the emotion and the way that like we are always going to enjoy movies like this because we have felt feelings like this and we are going to relate it back to ourself our, like our own situation in some way even if it's yep. a stretch like like i said at the start of this podcast like this movie is like i i have such a strong relationship with this movie because yeah. of the facts and because of the feelings and like yeah. i i feel like i just like went through <laughs> like you know i i've been sort of trying to get over this person for months now and i think that i went through that whole roller coaster again last night yeah. within two hours and it's yeah. just like which it's is not... in a way a good thing right right because yeah. part Closure. of me is like oh god no it's like i don't want it all to come back i don't need this yeah. like resurgence of, uh, of but that you emotion do, Matthew. but, but uh, i do <laughs> you just gotta feel man literally. as dad says you just gotta fucking literally feel it. i it's... was gonna say that's why oh. the dad's speech hits so hard especially when you're like yeah. our michael age. stolberg <laughs> i know <laughs> It's who beautiful. is not Joaquin Phoenix, which I thought <laughs> he, he was Joaquin like Phoenix. Phoenix wow. doesn't he? he looks so much like Joaquin Phoenix, and <laughs> yeah, that's not to Phoenix denigrate dead, the, the the individual as an actor. Like he has his own identity. But when I originally watched this film, and upon watching it this time, when I originally watched it, I was just like, oh yeah, that's Joaquin Phoenix. And then this time, I was like, <laughs> is that Joaquin Phoenix? <laughs> and then I was like, no, it isn't Joaquin Phoenix. It's this other guy who is. I like both is also a great actor, but yeah, he he plays that really, really so well. Similar. He's a brilliant yeah, character. I Absolutely wrote down um awesome. I wrote down a quote from the 
speech, like the the mm. bit. I just mm. feel like it's worth reading out so that we yeah, can probably. like properly oh, discuss it. Um, it's the bit that's like we rip out so much of ourselves to be cured of things faster that we go bankrupt by the time we're thirty and have less to offer each time we start with someone new. But to make yourself yeah. feel nothing so as not to feel anything, what a waste. That, that, oh, hit, that hits me so hard because my personal experiences like with relationships is they've all been short and each time I might gain something but I also have definitely lost something like mm. about myself and I'm almost like a bit alienated by even the idea of a relationship right now for like a fucking ton of reasons because yeah. of the state of the world yeah, yeah, um, yeah. but <laughs> but like I just fucking long for this sort of just intense uh feeling again in in and fully living it out yeah uh, yeah yeah so for me that that speech like there's two sides of it where he's talking about himself and then he's also talking about uh Alio's experience and he's sort of like marrying those experiences together and and using what his experience to sort of uh not teach Alio a lesson but just impart some wisdom on him yeah and his his experience specifically was something i just related to just incredibly so whereas alio is like it's not as much just just for me individually mm. and it's just it's just like this is based on a book and it won the oscar for best adapted uh adapted yeah. screenplay yeah nice. so and 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 that scene really fucking proves that it deserved it i don't yeah. know what it ran against but yeah wow it's just so good. What do you, what the, about you, Matt? What did that scene in particular? So the the other part the other part of that quote, the the next line of that quote that G just read out so lovely, um, is right now the sorrow, pain, don't kill it, and with it the joy you felt. <laughs> that part is that is the part that like yeah. that that's when I started really crying. Yeah. <laughs> like because that is so very much my philosophy on on relationships and love right now to just like completely throw myself into it like i keep mm -hmm. i always think about it like a roller coaster right because that uh, the, there's going to be so many very very highs and very very lows but like yeah you still choose to go on the roller coaster because yeah. even yeah. though you know there's so many highs and lows you know and well we get a little am... bit of that of that from um the i gotta remember her name but the elio's uh female love interest yeah, yeah where she's like I know that I'm going to be hurt by this, but and then but she continues on that track because she knows the the pleasure will in 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 a way outweigh the pain and the pleasure is what she's here for and it's just yeah. like every act uh, every act every uh every relationship has a version of that balancing act yeah uh unless you know even even ones that last forever because. There's still like you know the internal turmoil throughout the relationship, and it's 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 just that entire speech is just uh almost like biblical. <laughs> it, it, mm -hmm. It's it's mm -hmm. just so epically powerful. It is in summing all those things up. Yeah, yeah. Um. So I I think it was it was sort of nice to hear some confirmation bias almost for <laughs> for that philosophy of mine because I I know a lot of people, especially um. Me. a lot of sort of girls around our age uh oh, okay. i've i've had conversation well yeah sure you joel you just <laughs> just wait till i say it's the thing and then you can decide um but uh who have spoken to me about this philosophy of like well you know i don't want to do this because i'm afraid to get hurt and mm. 
obviously in some cases that's going to be an excuse because just the feeling is not there and that's easier than saying i don't like you but also i get sort of frustrated by that point of view because it's so very opposite to my own because i don't Mm. like you know even if it is fucking four months then if you just go into it and you like feel everything there that you can feel like like even getting into a relationship that you know has a time limit like elio and oliver do is like it's brave and I was gonna say that. and it's yeah. so mm-hmm. exactly it's like what skateboarding. I did. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's just brave like to feel. Yeah. yeah. But it really is like, I remember when we used to go and skate, you would sort of subject yourself to the idea that you were going to get hurt and just fucking yeah. throw yourself into it. Absolutely. Mm. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Because of the feeling when you land that because fucking it's amazing. trick, man. Yeah. When you <laughs> land that trick. It's incredible. <laughs> and for me, yeah. it was sort of the opposite, whereas, like, I would like to learn, like, the technicalities of the tricks, but I would not be that gnarly, gnarly, uh, gnarly yeah. um, about it. And that's sort of... <laughs> it's so stupid. But that is sort of how I've <laughs> been about relationships a lot of the time as well. Mm. So it's like... It, it, it sort of exposes that, that um, almost thrill-seeking aspect of entering yeah, in a, into a relationship. Definitely. Where it's like, Gee, what is you're getting high off each other. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's it's amazing to me how it affected me differently in the two times watching it. Like, I think that's like, it's been yeah. really clear in this discussion as well, like how different lines in this monologue really like grip, like people grip onto different parts of them. Mm. Um, and like the difference for me is like, I've had sort of like this like monumental relationship type experience you guys know what it was <laughs> um mm. since no idea first watching <laughs> since first watching and now and like oh my god like this is exactly what you want your parent to say to you isn't it like yeah. right it's oh yeah <laughs> you know yeah. when i first watched this movie i'm like i'm waiting for the sort of uh dad or mum not as much the mum because you know the entire time she fucking knows and she's like yeah yeah, yeah cool. I love that. Uh, uh, yeah, I love the knowing looks. <laughs> They're just so so, <laughs> so blatant. But for the dad, it's sort of left uh, left as a little bit of a mystery. Is watching it the second time, uh, you can definitely tell that he sort of knows as well. But uh, I was waiting for him to have like a harsh reaction. To yeah. This. yeah. And instead of that, you get the complete inverse, and it's oh, such yeah. good storytelling. Yeah. And I think that that. Um, feeds into this stereotype that we as as non-Europeans have mm. of uh, Europeans and their sort of relationship with um, with masculinity and with affection because a lot of the men in this movie and, and sort of stereotypically a lot of French, Italian, European men are a lot more affectionate than, mm. for example, Australian and American men, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, that's Definitely. running purely on stereotypes. That's not true for everyone, obviously, but... Culturally, I, I, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I love that so much. It, 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 this movie movie does it so nicely, I think, with, like, just, like, little casual, like, y- you know, th- this guy's 17. And yeah. I feel like, for me, when I was 17, I was definitely hugging my mom and my dad, but, like, I wasn't as affectionate as this family seems to be. And, yeah. sure, this is a fictional family, but, like, I don't doubt there's a lot of families, particularly European ones, that are this affectionate and i think that that mm, is mm-hmm. fucking lovely and, and no sorry yeah just like the contrast with oliver's family like yeah. he says that in the yeah. phone call he's like i would have been shipped off to a correctional facility yeah yeah and yeah. that um the the parents sort of 
just accepting mm-hmm. and like completely warming to his being being gay or bi is like it it tracks so much with just this european relationship with affection and love is just like no nah, man it doesn't matter who you love like love is fucking cool literally <laughs> yeah so i really appreciate that i i didn't i didn't really know the plot of this movie going into it. i didn't know any details about um how he would because he, he sort of has two elio has two relationships in this movie he has a relationship with Mar- marcia and oliver and I don't know. I do you do you guys find that uh problematic his treatment of of those two relationships? So yeah. Uh Marcia <laughs> yeah. comes out at the at the end of that relationship and just says that she doesn't have any bad feelings, which sort of like sweeps that entire relationship big problematic almost like under the table because it's like she doesn't have negative feelings towards him. So in this it's this in this exact case no, it's 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 okay because her as an individual is okay with it, but he, he was definitely being very immature and and not treating her fairly yeah. and sort of using her to uh, figure out uh, his own psychology and his own uh, uh, romantic tendency tendencies, mm. which is something people need to do. You do need to figure those things out, but you need to be uh, very careful people. and don't <laughs> use people to do it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And the timing was really problematic. Like the fact that there was obviously yeah, that was romantic tension coming from Marzia, like before Elio reciprocated. And then it's only after Oliver hooks up with Kiara at that dance that Elio makes a move. Like it's very much he's a By token. That's true. By the way, in terms of uh, behind the scenes, Army Hammer, in, the way they do dancing in a lot of movies is you get four beats from the song and mm-hmm. then they yeah, cut yeah. the song and you have to dance. <laughs> so the reason that Army Hammer looks kind it's of awkward is because <laughs> there's behind the scenes footage of him with no music, just sort of like moving around. And I watched an interview. <laughs> I watched an interview, and he's like, "I need to be like drunk to dance, like anyway." So, oh. so having having the experience of not only is there no music, but there's an entire set watching yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and everyone's wearing these '80s clothes, and you're in Italy, and you're <laughs> and the most handsome man it's on the planet. Like, what's the song? "Love My Way" by the Psychedelic Furs, which isn't like the easiest song to dance to anyway. Great like. song though. <laughs> Yeah, but that that oh, dance scene is that dance scene is really endearing. Careful, we'll get we'll get copyright strike. Um, <laughs> the dance the dance scene is really endearing. Like when yeah. Elio does finally sort of stand yes. up, and, and and I like that so much of this movie is so like it, it's downplayed. Like there's not this great scene where Elio like stands up and puts on a brave face and he's like, "I'm gonna go and dance and make yeah. the first romantic move." I'm it's just gay. like he's sitting he's down. Never yeah. Like- yeah. He's sitting down having a dart and then they cut to him on the dance floor and <laughs> yeah. they're just dancing. Like, yes. Oh, so it's nice. fumbling. By the way, that, that, that fucking shoulder movement. Woo! Oh, God. Oh, terrible. yeah. Popping, man. <laughs> Killing it. Love it. You're right, though. It um, is nice. Like, there's something really nice about the, like, simplicity and, like, awkwardness and, like, youthfulness of his character. Like, there's that scene where he's shaving and after he finishes shaving, he looks at himself in the mirror and he pulls a face that's kind of like, ugh. <laughs> he like yeah. walks out. Yeah. And I'm like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's also I find it quite funny that he only shaves his upper lip. <laughs> it's like, yeah, that was that was time so my life boyish. Where that was a thing. Yeah. Bro, I remember um, when that was all 
It was, and then you went away for a year, and you had a full fucking beard. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> bro, that this is a uh, this is just uh, friendship talk time. But when that was one of the most shocking things, like uh, our friend so friend group set it up that we would surprise Matt's best friend Tom with uh, him being back in the country and just have him walk through the door into Tom's arms, basically, (laughs) without Tom knowing, which was one of the most beautiful moments I've ever experienced in my life. But one of the most shocking things about it was Matt walks in and he's got a full (laughs) fucking face of hair. (laughs) And I'm just like, damn it! (laughs) I've been working on this for years and I still ain't got that shit. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm thinking about bringing the beard back, you know? Definitely. You have another beard. Thanks, man. I appreciate you. Uh, but yeah, I uh, I like that that sort of shaving scene is is that contributes to yeah, as you say, G. Elliot's uh, Elliot Elliot's Elio's <laughs> boyishness throughout this movie, Elliot. just yeah. like his his like cheekiness and like yeah, just like mm-hmm. immaturity is so much fun. Yeah. It's so endearing. I, f- I love that he has sex with a woman and he has sex with a man. And then he has sex with a peach, <laughs> oh, <my God. laughs> which oh, yeah, obviously okay. it's much more powerful than that, but it's just kind of funny, right? That's the film. Yeah. <laughs> there is a video of Timothy uh, uh, signing a peach and then giving it back to a fan, <laughs> oh, my which God. is one of my favorite funny. videos on the internet. That's yeah. Yeah, so uh, on, on IMDb, uh, on the IMDb page for this movie, uh, in, under plot keywords, we have gay romance, male male kiss, father son relationship, gay teenager, and sex with fruit. <laughs> Is that just like my life in a nutshell? <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! But back to that, um, that whole uh, European idea of love. I've watched mm. uh, a few Italian films in my time, and this is very fucking Italian in in like what it depicts not just because it's set in italy but like and done by an italian movies, director yeah and done by an italian director with a bunch of italian actors um, yeah <laughs> <laughs> so yeah 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 but like <laughs> in, in the few ones i've 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 watched they all have bicycle riding scenes yeah. there's always mm-hmm. a garden that they frolic in yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> yeah. it's just so italian i fucking love it yeah. And yeah. just how how happy does this house make you? <laughs> like yeah. they just they just eat so that was exa- also exactly my experience in Italy is people just fucking eating outside yeah. under like beautiful trees and fruit trees and like ponds and oh, just fucking lovely, man. Like mm-hmm. Italian Italians and Europeans I think have a relationship with Italian, food Italian. which I can only ever like strive to. Like yeah. it's just yeah. So beautiful, man. Yeah, they uh, give the glimpse of of uh, the live catch and then cooking. Yeah, it for yeah, dinner yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, there was the um that scene. Friendly. <laughs> that scene where there's like the dinner party and it's like the yeah. couple who were just yelling over each other. When I went to Italy, I stayed there. I stayed with a family who like we knew who were living in Italy yeah. at the time, oh, that's and great. it was just food everywhere and everyone yelling over the top of yes. each other. And <laughs> so that scene when me. it like switches to the um I don't know his name, but the man and he's like eating an apricot on the ground and laughing because he's like these people are yeah. crazy. I was like, bro, that yeah, was yeah, me. Yeah. Like I love that little this. cutaway, <laughs> and then he's just laying in the grass. Yes, and he's just having a giggle. Like the contrast <laughs> oh. between like the vibrant like life yeah. and the peace. Yeah, yeah. So cool. Oh, so good. So in that scene, they actually talk about a director. Um, I cannot pronounce his name, but he's one of the one of the guys. Uh, he made uh that film with Salvador Salvador Dali, 
Um, that's just an interesting bit of film trivia for everyone that is very vague and incomplete. But they're, they're referencing a film called The Phantom of Liberty, who, if you go in and look at the <laughs> cover of that film, it's literally the Statue of Liberty, but as a butt. <laughs> <laughs> wow, yeah, nice. which gives you context for what that guy's views on the world is. So good. <laughs> what he's yelling yeah, about in that bit. That. And you guys, you guys know me, like you know that. I do know you. This is girl. this is this is like what you guys are explaining is literally like my ideal. Yeah. Not not just the you know swimming and and playing and and playing volleyball and, and just, you know, that sort of fun stuff. Yeah, but yeah. the yelling and the fucking just yeah. eating way too much. And, yeah, and the food. Imitating yeah, dead yeah. fish. Yeah. <laughs> but, but not just eating way too much. It's like you earn the food that you eat by, yeah. by but not for like, you know, working all day, no. but just like, by like, you know, Living. reading all day and consuming yeah. things and then yeah. you go and consume some more. Music. Yeah. yeah. So the first uh, time yeah. I watched this film, I was just so appalled. By the way, this man eats his eggs. <laughs> <laughs> I know. There's that one it's shot, so the close-up bad. of the egg, and they have, like, That's the microphone horrible. right up to the egg, and you just hear... Yes. Yes. As George has yeah. ma- mentioned, they use the uh, different uh, fruits and vegetables in eggs as um, a- as sort of metaphors for what's going on, and the way he, you know, treats the egg is, is a metaphor for the way he's going to treat uh, Elio later in the piece. Yeah. And, um... And I didn't get that obviously the first time I was watching it because it's a pretty nuanced thing and 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 subtle. <laughs> and I was just like, why have they, Why is this man just, just <laughs> an absolute brute with eggs? Like, what is wrong with him? Everyone knows you don't you don't crack an egg down into the fucking egg. Like that's gonna ruin the egg. You're gonna get shells everywhere. You stupid idiot, <laughs> Army Hammer. What bloody and what Americans. is your name either? Too fuck Army Hammer. What are you? Army bloody Hammer. He has the most ridiculous so fucking name in Hollywood. <laughs> Yeah, the first time I heard that name was in the context, I think, of a Batman movie, and I was just like, no, (laughs) (laughs) you don't get to have that name. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if that's his real name or not, but we should find out, and then we should talk podcast about it. Um, So, G, you are an extremely talented musician and uh, performer, and I am interested to know, like, what the depiction of music in this movie did for you. Okay, you know I've got notes on notes on notes about the music, (laughs) you know. How many uh, pages of notes did you get from this uh, sitting? Five. Yeah. Holy yeah. Awesome. Yeah, well, I mean, That's like yeah. uh, Super Mario Brothers level. <laughs> yeah. You'll know me. Like, I mean, like, because I'm also coming from like a literature and philosophy background. Um, yeah. So, like, my. And you're just epic. <laughs> you're nice to me. But I'm just like very analysis brain. Like, so as yeah. soon as I was like, all right, I'm watching this yeah. with the sole purpose of then speaking about it later, like, I very much yeah. was like, bam, 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 bam. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, so. The music thing, it's interesting because obviously, like, Elio and Oliver are both, like, geniuses. Like, they are so intelligent. Um, But it's carried in such different ways. Like, i got to talk about Oliver for a second just to make it make sense. But, like, there's that scene where he's, like, lying by the pool and he's, like, reading his paper that he's written. And he's like, does this make sense to you, to Elio? And he's, it's about Heidegger. I don't know if you guys know who Heidegger is. Okay, so he's this German philosopher who is (laughs) renowned for being, like, impenetrable. Like, he's one of the most difficult philosophers ever to understand. Wow, interesting. Um, 
Oh, he's as in the actual Nazi, language he uses. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. impenetrable language. Like it's insane. Um, yeah. but he, like he's sorry. Brilliant. Let's let's not skim over that. You did just say he was. Yeah, a Nazi, he was a right? Nazi. Yes, okay. yes, indeed. Uh, <laughs> I mean, Matt. A lot of people were Nazis, and they still are. So you know, important to note. Hey, no in mind. Terms Thank of you, like, <laughs> <laughs> just whenever I say that Heidegger was a genius, I have to also preface that he was yeah, a terrible yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. Um, There's a lot no. of people like that. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. But like, so obviously, like Oliver is this really intelligent person like he's writing a paper yeah. on like a really complex philosophy like it's peppered in there all the time like all of these names mm-hmm. and elio is and just out here yeah, yeah yeah for sure and then elio on the other hand is just like chilling transcribing this like incredible like music and then like being like oh yeah. here are all of my different variations that i can do of this bark piece from memory but he does it <laughs> oh, in no. like this <laughs> playful <laughs> way that's like it's yeah. pure flirtation like he's using it as a tool for the fun things like it's so childish right, right. that to me is one of the most sexy moments yes. in the movie <laughs> yeah, when he, right? he plays it oh i know he <laughs> plays <laughs> it as as i'm not sure as who but he does the mouth open thing where he's just like yeah. ah, uh-huh. Ah, uh-huh. <laughs> uh, oh my god uh, yeah. god Truly oh, amazing. also Gee, correct me if I'm wrong, but um, Elio has perfect pitch in this movie. I right? think he's supposed to. Yeah, it would make sense. Yeah, right. Which is just it. Just for anyone who doesn't know, this is like a superpower that some mm-hmm. humans have, where they can listen to music and they immediately know what note they're well, hearing. Well, perfect pitch. Also, not- it's not just that. Like you could say, like sing an E flat, and they can do it. Yeah. Right, like, right, 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 right. Yeah. Isn't it also like they see it as colors as well? No, that's synesthesia. No, that's synesthesia. No. Uh, <laughs> that's okay. I have a cool feeling that. People who are as cool, yeah, yeah. <laughs> who are as cool as having perfect pitch probably also have synesthesia, yeah. uh, which I, 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 I think I have synesthesia. I don't know. Anyway, um, <laughs> a conversation for another but, day. <laughs> yes, yeah. Um, but perfect pitch, you, you can't learn perfect pitch, but no. you can learn relative yes. pitch. No. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's like so, freestyling. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> that sounded like a car screeching to a halt. <laughs> Speaking of cars, no, no, Matt, you you say your point first. Um, no, I just want to keep talking yeah, about philosophy because um, that's yeah, nice. definitely. Point, yeah, point. Yeah, so basically, like both geniuses, it's amazing, but like use those skills in very different ways. Like for Oliver, it's like his livelihood. Like he's writing a mm. book. He's a research assistant. He writes papers on Heidegger for fun. Like that's not even part of his book. I'm pretty sure. And then Elio's <laughs> yeah. like, yeah, like. Yeah. Doing it for fun, like, he's like, remember that question when Oliver's like, so what do you do to pass the time? And he's like, I don't know, like, wait for the summer to end, like, write music, play music, blah, blah, blah. Um, Which is so funny because those two things are, like, incredible things to do. And it's so funny that he's so, like, laissez-faire to the whole thing. He's like, oh, you know, I just listen to music and transcribe it perfectly without (laughs) pausing the song once. Exactly. But he's raised in this genius household. Like, it is an interesting sort of perspective to... Yeah, I don't know. But then... So there's, like, that element of music in the film, which is so understated. Like, it's just, like, this skill he has that his parents were out at dinner parties type thing. But then the soundtrack... Uh, our lord and saviour Sufjan Stevens um oh my god like I just I mean putting aside like the brilliant instrumental piano pieces in the film because there are so many like so many beautiful pieces but like do you guys listen to Sufjan like outside of this movie is that a person you listen to okay so he's I don't I don't know that okay. name. is it classical no it, so he was it? the he was the voice that kept appearing in all of the really romantic scenes Yes. Ah. So that is Sufjan Stevens. Um, he has three Visions songs. Of yeah, Visions Gideon. of Gideon. 
Um, Futile Devices and... Mystery of Love. Yeah, Mystery of Love. So those are his three songs in the film, um, except that their Visions of Gideon is repeated twice, which I think is a really important thing to look at. Um, and the first time is right before the sex scene, like right before when they're out on the balcony and then it's ceasely which, like... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yep. and it's, it's like when Elio's like, I'm scared. And then it sort of like stops after then. And then it only comes up again when he's crying in front of the fire at the end. Oh yeah. my god, man. And it's so Which is, beautiful. Is the most almost the most gravitational point of this film where yeah. it's like yeah. if you don't cry at him, like it's just such a raw like performance. Yeah. And 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 obviously you've watched the entire fucking film before mm-hmm. that bit comes on. But that bit alone, if you sat in a room and just watched that, you probably would end up crying because he's just like, yeah. Oh, and I feel like, and oh, I, sorry, I, go Matt. I, I I was just gonna say like immediate that obviously he just had this conversation with his dad that we just talked yeah. about, and yeah. his dad yeah. told him to feel those fucking feelings, and he goes and sits in front of fire, well, and then wait. you, as a as a yes. audience member, it doesn't cut away, it's just this long <laughs> yeah. shot yeah. of just feeling, uh-huh. just feeling. But isn't that after <laughs> he gets the phone call, rather? Yes, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yes, yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Except, Excuse like, me, still, yeah. I feel like the that's, like, what I was going to say as well, Matt, is there's, like, this interesting, like, mirroring, like, for mm. us three, at least, like, we were all very emotional watching this film. We're sitting there crying as we watch this man sit there crying. It's almost like, it's okay to cry. Yeah, cry it's really me. beautiful. <laughs> Absolutely. It's like yeah. a universality it's like a of Rob human Ross feeling. Painting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Those two um, things at the same time. I... Wait, Obviously, say what the... you said again, please. <laughs> I said universality of human feeling. And Bob Ross painting. Yeah. <laughs> and as you said it, I spat my water all over my face because I thought it was so funny. <laughs> but it is. The universality of Bob Ross paintings. <laughs> Bob Ross is the universality um, of human emotion. Bob Ross is the universe. Anyway, um, I, I, yeah, we, we talked, we have touched on briefly the sort of, um, the classical, uh, like, philosophy and like and the antiquity um that they're that oliver and the professor are studying um that so the 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 girl who i connect this story to um she was in italy at the time because she studied uh classics and history so (laughs) the antiquity and basically a a lot of what they talked about like regarding the statues and everything Mm. that was what she would tell me yeah about. Right. so that that's just something that sort of hits home for me and and i had a very strange experience because i'm not i'm not a huge like history buff like i i'm not really really interested in a lot of that stuff but um i think vicariously through through oliver and the professor just as i did with this girl i felt that excitement when mm. they were out like um yeah. when they went out to uh, the site where they were pulling that statue out of yeah. the water and when that mm-hmm. statue s- emerges from the water it's just like that hit me so hard i don't know why but i was like that is so beautiful that's just a beautiful yeah. statue they can learn about history from it and it's a beautiful statue and tangibility nice, of history nice thing. yeah absolutely yeah yeah and um yeah there's a lot of that stuff that i don't understand but i can really i i, I think that 
like all of us, even if we're not history buffs, we can appreciate passion when we see it, Definitely. right? And and that's something that is shown so strongly yeah. in this movie. Yeah. And, and I... as someone who I don't know if I could call myself a history buff but i just I love think I, history definitely more so than me yeah, yeah i just really love it so that aspect for this of this film for me it's just like oh, it gets me like giddy like i'm like yeah. oh, fucking, yeah. what a right. goddamn experience to be like literally there for a discovery like this is yeah. like and then yeah. and then in tandem you have a tandem bike on the back of which is history <laughs> and then on the front of which is love and you're just going down yeah. you're going down oh, the Italy, italian just... streets you know <laughs> this movie would be a lot street. better if they they didn't get two separate bikes and they just rode on the <laughs> one bike <laughs> Uh, there's a scene we were talking about the dancing scene before there's a second dancing scene where they are drunk and yes. they're like running around oh, the streets so and they, meet, they just meet those people sitting in a yes. car park listening to music and then they just like start dancing with them and it's the them. same song oh. yeah 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 and um the Elio like just being 17 yes. and being fucked up and like <laughs> yeah. just like so sitting down and like throwing up it's insinuated it's so right that he's he's uh been drinking correct yes yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. he's drunk okay. as hell man. they are hella drunk <laughs> yeah and then oh my god that's actually one of the most beautiful moments for me is after mm-hmm. he throws up and yeah. then they're like walking and the absolute like love blown eyes that he is making at Oliver mm. as they like walk. <laughs> oh, no. oh my god. Like it hurts uh, me. Like I'm like, you are so right. awestruck by this man. What a, what a fucking yeah. performance. Oh he's like, amazing. Seriously. Yeah, because absolutely. because my for me and Matt, our uh experience would have been like uh a lot of girls in high school uh sort of obsessing over this dude. Yeah. And then our so- and for me, me like obsessing over him as well. Um, I am, yeah, I'm also obsessed. Yeah, with yeah. And I knew Matt. I knew Matt would be like, uh, you know, okay. I, I, I sort of knew that that would be the same thing, at least in a little bit. But as a person to have like, you know, a sort of world obsessed, uh, obsessing over someone, it's mm-hmm. like, yeah, this guy is actually Worth fucking it. brilliant yeah. at what he does. I know. Yeah. And, just and, abso- and he tangible... plays all those piano things. He actually fucking plays yes, them. Yeah, yes, and he yes, speaks those he languages. He plays piano. And he yeah. speaks those yeah. languages. Yeah. <laughs> Timothy Chalamet can speak fucking French and Italian and English and he can play those piano. Oh Timothy my god. Chalamet I'm such a sucker it. for polyglots too. <laughs> like I I just this this life these people live of like so many yeah. different languages not in so many different languages but just like a multilingual life yeah. like that is like my dream. It's so like that beautiful. is why I learn other languages because like Ah, oh, I I just love it, and and I am so jealous of him and other people who have obviously been speaking these languages from a young age. Because like, where with languages particularly psychologically, if you learn them before I don't know the age of twelve mm-hmm. or some shit, then that shit like your mental plasticity is so high that that shit really just that's sinks why, in, you know. That's and, why in in Australia we start learning them at thirteen. Thirteen. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um. And like. The fact that these are both Romance languages that he's speaking as well, French and Italian, are just yeah. like mm-hmm. it's just so beautiful. It just adds to this this sensuality yeah. of the movie. And you know what else adds to the sensuality of the movie? The cars. All right, <laughs> they so are beautiful. Indulge yeah. me for a little Italian second. Cars in the eighties, man. Yeah. So literally, I have like one note that's just like the cars because <laughs> when I first watched this movie again, like that was one of the biggest things that it. Uh, uh, stuck out to me was just like when they're sitting in the town square having a, having a uh, a cigarette, and um, the cars are driving by, and every single one of them, I'm like, oh, 
what the fuck? Mm. This is reality <laughs> back then? What the fuck? Take me yeah. back, please. And, and it's, it's, it's obviously that the, like uh, a lot of the film is like, oh, I grew up in the wrong era sort of thing. <laughs> but for that, that particularly for me, I'm like, oh, wow. I, I, I wish. So they have a, um, they have the green car, which he, uh, Army Hammer originally pulls up in. Mm-hmm. And it's just like one of my favorite cars of all time. That is the 1972 Fiat uh, 127. Mm-hmm. And then they have the dark blue car that they get in to go to the historical site. Yeah. That is the 1976 Fiat uh, 128. And they also have the bus that they go in, which is <laughs> another Fiat, and it's called the 206. So, yeah. Beautiful. Thank Fun you. facts. Thank you, Joel. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, in particular, that green car is one of... My favorite uh, uh, silhouettes of a car of all time. It's just so nice. Yeah. Mm. Which cars? Which which cars look like that still? Yeah. Italian Italians have style, man. Mm-hmm. And I think th- that's something that struck me is like the cars and and some of the clothes mm-hmm. were not even a lot of the clothes didn't really change the time period no. for me. But like the cars were a big like reminder that like oh this is the 80s because otherwise this movie is kind of timeless like they the fact that it is set in italy which is a country so rich with history and has so much tangible history like the this beautiful old house and like the um the like uh stone construction of a lot of these buildings it is it's timeless you know it it doesn't matter whether it took place in fucking 1855 or 2010 like it's just like which is why yeah, uh, watching these old italian films it's like just so the exact same thing other than uh a different story like you know it's it, as matt says it's timeless like the, this imagery of the summer and or not even the summer just just nature and and like and feasts and 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 people like frolicking mm. together in a <laughs> yeah. literal sense mm. of frolicking yeah. and it's like it doesn't matter yeah like this this movie could be set today like uh, i i didn't really recall that it was yeah. 80s the, this time yeah, around yeah, um, right. watching it i'm like oh w- yeah. when is this set like he doesn't have a phone um he's just reading but he yeah. also is just a guy who reads a lot of books yeah. so i was like maybe that's this and then, and then i sort of like you know you get the sense that it's the 80s and it's like yeah that that definitely works for what the story is like with uh, as Georgia mentioned earlier, the sort of um, you needed to set it in a bit of an unaccepting society to make make it a li- little bit more um, uh, make it a little bit more necessarily necessary for the characters to be vulnerable to yeah. each other. Um, but but yeah, I just think it's like yeah, if you took out a couple scenes, it's a completely timeless thing because there's the only there's only like a couple times where they really like you know acknowledge yeah. it. Yeah, and and and, and his shorts. <laughs> yeah, the shorts are very. The shorts funny. are a big giveaway. <laughs> the shorts are very And also, funny. before before watching this film, I hated jorts, which are jean shorts. How oh dare yeah, you? yeah. And then, and then after watching them. this film, <laughs> woo, I'm a jean shorts. Shorts the now. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I think the the like one of the other timeless elements is the fact that it is so heavily um classical or classical sounding music like which is mm. also a timeless thing that like it struck me in the middle of this movie like how fucking cool it is that we listen to music that is two three four five hundred years old like yeah. that is incredibly cool like the fact that it has mm-hmm. it survived so long and that it's stacked up in this movie as 
something that can be as emotional as um whatever that other song is that they all dance to (laughs) that that song (laughs) that's right love my way (laughs) yeah i I believe it's ma 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 that's right um yeah so i Uh, let's go on from my head right now (laughs) yeah i'm i think i'm gonna listen to that song actually i've got a funny Um, story about that song really quickly oh please Um, there's a guy who i work with and we like this song is on Cole's radio. I just added my workplace. But, um, Hell yeah. and it was playing one day and he was like, oh, this is on Call Me By Your Name. And I was like, yeah, yeah, like it is. And he was like, my dad has this record and I love to like think that he was an undercover gay man in the 80s just to make him more interesting <laughs> in my brain. <laughs> I just always think about it I now love when that it plays. Term. <laughs> That's so funny. I love that term, undercover yeah, yeah. gay man. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I have some I have some quite wonderful trivia for us Excellent. all. Um mm. trivia time, trivia time. Uh so there was only one rehearsal before shooting and in multiple interviews Timothy, Timothy Chalamet and Army Hammer said that director Luca Guadagnino <laughs> Guad- Terrible. <laughs> uh asked them one day to come outside to do a rehearsal in the backyard of the villa. They walked to a patch of grass yes. and flipped their scripts to a randomly selected scene to practice. When they opened the script, the page only read Elio and Oliver yeah. make ra- Elio and Oliver <laughs> roll around in the grass making out. <laughs> Charlemagne and Hammer looked at each other and said, All right, let's go. <laughs> Just seconds into the making yeah. out scene, however, Guadaginin, Guadaginin, Just call him G. Let's call him G. G, Mr. G. Um, Luca, Luca's his name. <laughs> yeah. Luca stepped in and directed them. Lucas stepped in and directed them to act more passionately, so they started making out and mm-hmm. continued to do so, but no one told them to stop. Yeah. Hammer said the crew members had to pull them apart before the actors stopped looking around and realised that Luca had just walked away, leaving them rolling around <laughs> in the grass. This was their only rehearsal. <laughs> wow. How nice. So good. Yeah. yeah. Um, Chalamet also learned to speak Italian and play classical music for this mm-hmm. movie. Um, so they, those are not just, you know, natural skills, <laughs> but he pulls is, them though. off like they are. The the fact that he can fucking just speak, like, the, the Italian you can understand, okay, he learns these Italian lines, he learns how to pronounce these specific mm. words, but, like, the classical piano, that's not something you just, like, you just learn and then you put down after yeah. the movie. Like, that is incredible musical talent. <laughs> so, there is such a precedent in president. I always say that word wrong. Precedent in films for having a character that plays yeah. piano and just resigning to the fact that the actor will never yeah. learn how to play the fucking piano. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think Groundhog Day is a good one. Um, On the big but piano. Like, no, that's this is. <laughs> Sorry, this is not that. Uh, and it's just like. Those, uh, it's not even really a detail, it's a fucking skill. Like, as an actor, that is one of the most important fucking things you can go do. Um, as long as you're not Balafon about it, it's all good. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I think also, like, the fact that, because obviously, like, in, um, films where the actor hasn't learned, like, you get those awkward shots where you can't see their full body playing because it's not them. Yeah, absolutely. And you get those that's, shots that's here. What, yes. Yeah. That's what keeps And a lot of the movie. time they'll, they'll have, they'll have it, so they're pressing yeah. keys and they're yeah. doing vaguely what it is and then yeah. it's just pumping the music in and yeah. then you like, yeah, cut the play. actual pianist's hands in. And that always looks off. Yeah. Yeah, that always looks off, even to someone who doesn't play piano yeah. like myself. I imagine for someone who does play piano, it's just like, you know, 
having having like a camera in the in the mm. corner of the screen <laughs> during the film and it's just like oh yeah. okay well great <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah and that's something that like hit me in those scenes as i was watching his hands and i, was, oh, I don't i don't play very much piano but like it, he he's actually playing them because as you said those shots you you we 90 percent of the time we'll get those shots that cut off at like the chest yeah. area right and you just sort of see them moving yeah. their body a little bit but we just get a full shot of him playing yeah. the piano in front of us like it is it's brave and it pays yeah, off so and it's much. him playing it's almost like you're looking down sorry yeah, yeah it's like him down. playing in like his board shorts too like you get like this like sort of like yeah. gangly like teenage looking body playing the piano and like just doing his thing like it like adds so much to like the youth and like yeah mm. i don't know it's good yeah we don't i don't talk about like uh camera angles and and film theory too much but this is a really good example. Like it's like you're looking down the scope of the piano, and the piano is directly aimed at uh, Oliver. Like we yeah, get it right. from the one side of the piano. We get his performance on 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 one side where he's like giving it his all, and then in between the piano and himself in the background we see uh, Oliver, mm. and it's like directed directly at him. Mm. Yeah, um, it's so good. So, so well framed. Uh, Army Hammer said in an interview that uh, despite all of the sort of very, um, very passionate and personal uh, intimate scenes in this movie, he said in an interview that the most uncomfortable he ever felt during filming was uh, during the dance scene, like we talked about <laughs> before. So which just speaks to like, um, I don't know about Army Hammer's sexuality, but the fact that he is willing to open up and be very sort of personal and intimate in a situation that may not be who he is as a real person is it's nice i i really appreciate that for him and especially because his name is army hammer and he's like looks like the epitome of masculinity <laughs> he he, he, <laughs> he, he could fall directly that's another timeless aspect of this film he could fall directly into a film from the 1950s and you wouldn't mm. even fucking know it yeah. like he's such a classical silhouette of a man yeah oh my god but, it's yeah, so true just, that yeah. scene where they're like in they've gone away and then it's like him standing in like the silhouette of the doorway and you just get like his body <laughs> illuminated by moonlight and you're like you are the statues mm -hmm. sir excuse me <laughs> and it's funny like uh in terms of the problematic nature of the film we've had this whole conversation and we've touched on it but sort of uh, i get the sense that we've all as a like uh, to sum it up it's so not about that because we just love this film so th those things those things are, are you know they're problems but fucking just this fucking film is so good yeah. it's so goddamn powerful yeah i feel like, like it's a it's a great th there's really nothing yeah, like it's a it. great film yeah but it's not like in spite of the problems it's the problems add more mm -hmm. nuance to the story i think absolutely yeah yeah, yeah. and, and I... that's something that's like hard for for me to say so i'm really glad you said yeah. it yeah yeah I well think put something that um i have noticed about um same-sex movies like the ones i mentioned at the beginning are um that often they are very they don't have no. happy endings they, Thank they you are for bringing very that up. temporary yeah and and that i think is very fucking important because you know i won't say most but like very 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 many uh love stories don't have happy endings and the not happy endings are often like they feel soul crushing and they feel like the end of the world and i think that a movie like this which um 
which ends on such a tough note, not because of, um, it's sort of the same way that, um, that Spike Jones's her does where it ends just because it kind of has yeah. to, like, because it was sort of always doomed to begin with, but like the important part of it is the, like, like the, the dad says the, the joy that you felt, yeah. right? Like, and you don't, you know, like Timothy Chalamet, you just sit in front of the fire and cry because, you know, it was a yeah. good time. <laughs> oh, you put on this movie and then you cry. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Yeah. yeah. I love it. He, he says it somewhere in the film. Uh, he says, I'm a mess. And I feel like that is the sentiment mm. I get from so many of my queer <laughs> friends. And it's just so perfectly put. Not even yeah. not even queer friends. I just feel like people, like emotional yeah. people, which is all of us. <laughs> you just feel you just feel like yeah, <laughs> you just feel like a mess sometimes. But you will, you know, you'll say that with a laugh, like yeah, you are, exactly. because you like, have like a little Garfield moment where you're just like harumph. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I think also something about something about that scene in front of the fire as well that's like so nice to me is like because obviously it's such like a bittersweet ending, and we've spoken so much about like the warmth and like how visceral the summer feels. And then the cold front comes in, you know, like it's snowing mm. as he leaves. Oh, yes. to, yeah, to winter. Like, oh yeah. my god, the fact that he's sitting in front of the Literally fire. Literally the winter yeah, of the it's relationship. It's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Little things. I I think um I found I found this to be a sort of similar experience with Brokeback Mountain where this is a romantic film where it's not necessarily you know, it's not like the kind of romance we see in a lot of big heterosexual um romance movies where there is some kind of turmoil, right? There, there is some reason that there is like there is some hardship mm-hmm. that they need to get over, and then because they get over that, that is why their relationship is so strong, and that's yeah. why they end up together forever. Whereas yeah. this movie and Brokeback Mountain and and Good Romances like this, I think it's just a movie about the course yeah. of a relationship, and a lot of that is just very, very normal, almost boring scenes. But because of the emotion that is tied to the whole story, none of these scenes are boring. They they are so, yeah. That, that's what makes this film right. It, it's not like your every conversation that they have. You know, we can read into it as like, okay, this is uh, like you you seem to have done. G. There's a lot of details you pointed out that sort of insinuate different things about their relationship. But also, you can just look at this as a collection of moments in a relationship on uh, as it runs its course and that is something i think that is um very like accurate in terms of my experience with love because there's a lot of tiny little points that i look back on and think like at the moment in the moment when you're experiencing it it's just like whatever you know like this is just my life right now but looking back on it you fucking treasure that one coffee you had that morning or that one day that you like sat outside and played with the dog together or something like all of the the little moments that are shown in these movies are yeah that's that's i think what that's what yeah. makes it so emotional because it's not about this crazy this crazy like um you know saving the world or like defeating some dictator or something yeah. it's just about a relationship yeah. like it's just about it's uh, two normal ass people and it's a completely love, like... fully realized version of relationship rather than the hollywood yeah. version which is like you know it ends it ends and you know everyone's happy haha <laughs> Uh, but but even even in situations where you do you know spend the rest of your life with someone even then it's not all there's there's a fucking course to it it's not like at one there's this one solitary moment where you both realize that you're just 
perfect and everything stays perfect <laughs> yeah. yeah this ain't no mario bros no. <laughs> it is though it's the quiet intimacy well, which makes the film like it's those scenes where he's like massaging his feet while he's got a nosebleed and like mm. when they're riding their bikes behind each other it's like yeah it's the moments in between or when he starts crying and yeah then, and then he takes him onto his bosom and, yeah. and just like consoles oh, him god yeah <laughs> yeah i think crying in front of crying on someone that you love is like one of the most that is like one of the strongest things well every time you do that part of you dies and a new part of you is reborn for me at least so those moments are like just so fucking powerful yeah yeah (laughs) i can also (laughs) we just all start crying and we all converge somewhere (laughs) but this is this is like as much as this movie might have made us cry, it also made us like have this conversation. It it made us have this conversation. It made us feel these things. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. none of us. I don't. I mean, I don't. I don't know that any three of us are in a committed, loving relationship <laughs> with someone right now. But I, the fact that we were all able to feel that warm, fuzzy feeling that we do yeah. because we watch this this cinema. This, How I feel like, about my mini keyboard. Of, <laughs> yeah right <laughs> exactly makes so much sense um, <laughs> um the fact that emotion can be elicited like like it has from this like series of of photos on a screen is like man yeah. cinema's fucking cool yeah. Yeah. do some cool things that's what matt and, and I, think... I keep reaching where this point of like art is just so fucking yeah. important it, it it it's truly like what we as humanity like have offered to the ethos of of like it, it so fucking language the like ethos of infinity <laughs> where where we've done all like this atrocity but to sort of not even make up for it but just just as a, like a byproduct we've just have this this output of just pure emotion and and you know yeah. storytelling and, and it's just the most important thing or one of the exactly. most important things about the like human robin experience. williams says in dead poets society um, these are the things that we stay oh. alive for so uh, important yes oh uh, fucking rest in peace robin my williams, favorite movie <laughs> I uh, love yeah, we, i think so gee, much can we get you back on to do um, please uh, it's dead my favorite society movie of all day. time Good. I would absolutely adore it. Joel, have you seen it? Uh, let's not talk about this it's... guy. <laughs> okay, that's okay. Another movie that makes me sound um, like a child. No, and I, I think something that this podcast has um, has done for me, especially right now during isolation, I have been able to engage with art mm. uh, probably, uh, as I feel like as much as I have mm. in literature classes mm-hmm. and something, and that's something that I think us as people who have really built relationships with pieces of media and pieces of literature over the years, mm-hmm. this podcast has been a way for me to continue that outside of like a high school yeah. university literature yeah. class. And that, like, I understand why people yeah. do book clubs and shit, yeah. you know, because to build shout up a relationship Oprah. with shout, shout out. out, well, okay. <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> No, shout out to the, all the book clubs out there. <laughs> um, this yeah, th- this podcast has this podcast has allowed me to enrich my relationships with these movies that we do. And when we get one like this, where you know we can all come onto this show and be very very emotional mm. about a you know a, a movie that we watched, is 
I think that's like squeezing every last drop of goodness out yeah. of watching a yeah. movie, you know? Like I I I am so I like I am really treasuring the relationships that I can build with pieces of media right now because escapism is one of those things that's getting me through this this time of mental turmoil and being able to live in that moment, you know, that feeling you get watching Tim- Timothy Chalamet like sitting in front of the fire crying being able to ex- <laughs> just feel anything to be able to extend yeah. that emotion by talking about it with my friends and by by sharing this yeah. like by sharing this passion it's fucking lovely a similar it's thing i've been unparalleled. thinking about it's like i we talk about a lot of films that we love and we'll talk about a lot of things films that we might even hate and just ones that are funny and stuff but the, specifically with the ones that i just adore like eventually we'll do boyhood which has its own issues, but for me, that is such a transformative uh, movie for me. It's almost like you kind of, uh, in a way, you get in the, in the back of my head this 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 thought of, I don't want to commit that to a conversation that is archived on the internet because it's so special to me, but I actually think that what I really feel is that by doing this, uh, those, those things are like set in stone, and it's like, uh, it's like I get to fully, as Matt said, like fully explore the, this relationship that I have. Whereas, whereas you know, in this film, it's like watching it, you explore your own relationships. It's like having these conversations, I, I explore the, the, that media for, further to a point where I get not not as much, not necessarily closure, but just like this fully realized understanding of it. And I, I know Definitely. how I feel. And, and, and yeah. on that, there's one thing I want to bring up <laughs> that, uh the way that they treat paper yes. and like like stuff in this film makes me so <laughs> mad <laughs> all of the shoving into yeah. the backpack yeah and so shit. he's riding by the pool i have written riding by the riding by the pool very dangerous <laughs> he eats the, he eats the peach and then he directly puts his fucking grotty little hands on the page to flip the fucking book page yeah. over. I know. And I'm like, oh, just... have you ever oh, been God. in a situation where you're so like, res- like so like, just ready to just be fucking rambunctious and rebellious that you're you're reading a book and you're eating like a nectarine and you're just fucking wiping your fucking I hand on never. the book like it's a book like take care <laughs> of the goddamn book like in no no yeah no situation <laughs> would I ever oh. fucking do that which like you know that, that this is the only thing That's I don't really like about funny. the film really other than I maybe thought the you were going somewhere completely yeah. different like I thought you were just gonna say like <laughs> the fact that paper is so present in the film I was like yes I love that and then you switched and I was like oh, well, I like that too, definitely. But they, they treat it, it with such like vitriol and, and, and they don't care about it. Actually, no. I care like, about it, Georgia. <laughs> Georgia. There's, um, the scene where Elio is like writing in his notebook. Did you guys pause it and see what mm-hmm. he'd written? How? Yeah. Okay. No. Oh, oh, like when yeah, he throws the yeah, notebook he, on the yes, bed. Yes, yeah, and the wind's blowing it gently. Oh my yeah, God. That's very nice. I was that too harsh nice. when I saw it. I thought that that was so unrealistic. Really? That's me, yeah. Joel. I thought that. No, 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 no. When when oh, I first okay. watched this movie, I thought that was unrealistic. I'm like, no one does that. And then I met Wait, you. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> can you can yeah, you read so that the quote first again? Page says, "I was too harsh when I told him I thought he hated Bach, and then the wind blows it, and it goes. I thought he didn't mm. like me." And it's like the insecurity yeah. and him oh. like projecting it. And oh then my he's, god. Uh, he boxes yeah, it's it around like it's it me. And I then, thought yeah. you didn't like me. It was never yeah. about Bach. It was never about any of it. I just, I just think it's beautiful. Like it's mm. just this like 
teenage boy trying to deal with his feelings. I love that shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I wish more teenage boys had just written their mm-hmm. diary. That would solve yeah. a lot of problems. Power of journaling. <laughs> yeah, honestly. Yeah. I think if you're not mm-hmm. going to fucking see a psychologist, you might as well see Precisely. a fucking book, yeah. <laughs> Come on. No, this is something me and Matt have talked about. Like, Matt specifically is written fucking, I don't know, like every day, and, and that's yeah. how you sort of explore your emotions. The way we explore this film by talking about it, you do that Definitely. on a page for your own, own thoughts and feelings. And it's like this sort of like incessant like scribbling yes. where he's like, writes me and oh, then he yeah. boxes around it yeah. several times yeah. it's like yeah that's what i thought was like so unrealistic back then and it's like no that is realistic because like w- when you channel your your emotions through this uh medium you you end up end up having these like things w- that seem yeah, ridiculous yeah yeah yeah, shit, yeah, yeah. yeah rip the page out and eat it exactly <laughs> yeah yeah i honestly i, I have <laughs> eat i the have page. Heard journals actually it's good for your emotions <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love this um, girl. Oh, I, I need to eat this page. I have, um, I have about a page and a half of notes from this movie, but I am not going to read any of them because that's just you. when I say yeah. notes from this movie. Yeah, that that's that was yeah. me channeling that emotion yeah. last night, mm-hmm. and uh, the, one of the notes that I will read out actually is that. Um, the physicality of love in this movie, I don't think I've ever seen a movie. Yeah, do I it agree. Well, it's so the exploration well of so... uh, composition of the human body. Mm. The what? The composition yeah. of the human body. So, like the way that they yeah. frame everything, and and it's reference with the yes. statues. And tell me, yes, she may not with the statues. Shirt. Yeah. It's so important. Yeah. Like when his dad literally says, like, as if it's daring you to desire him. Yeah. And there's that moment mm-hmm. of eye contact, yeah. and it's like, okay. Uh... And after yeah. he gives, uh, he give, uh, uh, Elio uh, receives fellatio, <laughs> and then uh, he gets. Why'd you say like that? Because, way to say it. <laughs> he can suck the dick, man. After he gets his his big dick Beautiful. sucked we in the doorway. Uh, okay, that's yeah. not much better. Okay. <laughs> uh, and then he like stands there for a second, and he's just like mm-hmm. completely like been like sucked out of this vortex of passion <laughs> and and, and re- re- uh, <laughs> arrives back in our reality and he's just like the statuesque figure just like with p- yeah. both his arms up in the door yeah. just like completely submitted to his own own uh romantic feelings yeah wow and and where, yeah. when he's on the bed and he puts the uh the pants yes. on his uh the shorts on his head i remember uh, watching no. people's vines uh from back in the day of that and and then being like what the fuck is this boy <laughs> doing and I, I was like well yeah okay so maybe you shouldn't have done that but like the like sort of fantasizing it and like the yeah. way he acts that out physically where he's yeah. like you know yeah. uh yeah <laughs> we know <laughs> Having sex yeah, just, in his and mind, also, just, like, and then physically yeah. like acting that out, and like the so smell, like powerful. the fact that it's based around like an item of mm. clothing, like that's possessed by his love object, like yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Same with the shirt yes, where yes, he yes, yes. ends up receiving especially, the shirt, and then he wears it all the way home. because he's earlier yeah. complained and... about wearing shirts too big for him. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yes. I and that, that is too. the same beat. That is the same beat as Brokeback Mountain. The mm. the shirt and the smell is something that lingers on past the relationship. It, yeah, Sometimes I'll lot. walk down um, the street and and someone will have like the same yes. perfume as yeah. someone that is from my past life, and I'll just like my yeah. knees will start oh wobbling as I take those steps <laughs> yeah. forward, and it's like yeah, yeah, 
It, they call it old and factory the, for a reason. The level of like yeah. touching in this movie, the the like like the first the first sort of romantic interaction that Elio and Oliver have that they address later in the movie of like yes. Oliver just sort of like mm. massaging Elio a little bit is like yeah ah oh, it's just so grabbing him so by the shoulder poignant yeah, yeah <sighs> especially especially with my my sort of penchant yeah. for affection like yep. It's, <laughs> it's nice. It's nice for people to just like you know touch your fucking earlobe and shit. It was good to be wanted. It, it sounds no, strange right. to put it in words. It's the quiet but like... touches. It's like when Elio is massaging his foot. No, sorry, other way around. And then Elio reaches out and like is oh, yeah, playing oh, with the necklace, and like his fingers are like brushing against mm-hmm. his neck. And I'm like, that's it. Like that's that's it. They've captured it. Yeah. And before before the first yeah. kiss, where. Uh... Oliver like reaches out his branch of a yeah. arm, and 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 they sort of like have this like intimate moment of lip and 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 finger touching, and it's like those sort of tiny moments are, to me, like looking back at my life, way yeah. more important than any of the the sexual yeah. activities that I had because it's like that is the pure bond For between sure. two people. Like obviously, sex is that as well, but this is like a more yeah. nuanced and and pure version where there's like you don't have the same. Um, it comes down to like brain chemicals. You're not going yeah. through the same. It's a different release that happens yeah. inside your brain. Well, you and, don't get yeah, the moments in between so with important. a hookup, right? Like it's the moments in between that mm-hmm. differentiate it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah Great. so this is a this long is a one movie. yeah i no, but uh, no, i think it's worth it's it good. I, definitely I there's more things just, we could talk yeah. about for sure like fucking the infinitum the term the term that i've used in past when when thinking about and talking about um movies like this and and feelings like this is that you just want to like yeah. just sit in this feeling and just roll yeah. around with yeah. it for a while you eh? want to because it's just channel it into an orb yes. and keep the orb. oh my god yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, I, <laughs> and i think i think um for for some people listening to this I, i've thought about how they're going to just hear this as more like more sort of rhetoric around around love you know because love is you know 80 or 90 percent of media in history just ever any sort of book movie tv mm-hmm. show music anything is about love you go to a pitch meeting and, and you explain the story and they're like yeah but does he have a girl that he's interested <laughs> where's in where's the love <laughs> you know yeah <laughs> like and it when i when i watch movies like this and and when i feel things like this it just fucking makes sense mm-hmm. that people would want to yeah. die for love and treat love like a drug and do anything for love mm-hmm. and kill for love and just fucking do whatever yeah. it yeah. makes sense you know and it is a drug i've been thinking a lot about sort of combating um rhetoric around big topics like this and i think that the only thing that we can do is you know we're we're three people who have a very personal connection right we're we're quite good friends and and the fact that quite we good all, sorry i can trust you to <laughs> quite, quite quite good we we're, we're acquaintances i guess i was really I liking I where it was going this is only via the internet <laughs> <laughs> thank you i do need a good bit of bullying just so i don't get too emotional this is you know how I mean? good we know I mean. each other thank you um, that's right <laughs> um, um it's like that scene where Elio oh, is like sort of punching him and like <laughs> and Oliver's like speak. walking away and so giggling. Funny. Yeah. Yeah. It's so funny. Yeah. It's I so love cute. that immaturity. Anyway, you can um, trust us, yes. But like 
Yeah, I, I, the <laughs> fact that I can hear you two talk about this and assume that you can hear me talk about the, my own yeah. experiences and trust that, like, we are trying to channel our very personal relationships with these feelings and, and the experiences that we've had. We're trying to put them into words. And sometimes we resort yeah. to cliches and that's where people stop listening. But I think once you, when you, I, I don't mean to sort of alienate people, but like when you have really felt that, like yeah. it makes sense. Mm -hmm. All of the cliches, they hit me differently. <laughs> cliches you know? for and a reason. I think that, I think that yeah and i think that something like i've been watching a lot of the bachelor recently and i really really hate which, that show which i watched an episode deals... the other day matt oh yeah, yeah. what did you think of it uh, it's the worst show on television <laughs> wait let me let me make a statement and see how much you agree with it then. yeah yeah um, yeah my problem with people on that show is that they only speak about love in terms of phrase. They only mm. speak about it in cliches. Mm -hmm. They don't, I don't trust anything that they're saying. And that may well be because there is they're the filter of television. And that I don't, <laughs> I don't know who they are. I make all these assumptions about them yeah. because they are on a show like the bachelor, but maybe some of them really do feel yeah. these feelings and they just don't know yeah. how to express themselves outside yeah. of using cliches. Yeah. And it's yeah that's been a journey for me um i still love just making fun of everyone on the bachelor because yeah. they're all fucking idiots but um and they do it via the fucking webcam now <laughs> uh well yeah that's a recent that's a recent <laughs> yeah, development because of covid yeah <laughs> the emo uh yeah. yeah we could do a hot we could we could do a bachelor cast yeah. you, but you can we do, do it where podcast? we pretend we're on the bachelor <laughs> please <laughs> I'll be should we do bros. a bachelor yes. radio drama <laughs> once a month <laughs> I'm going to dress up like yes. a big rose and then you can hand yeah. me out to people. Oh, beautiful. Yay. I love that. <laughs> I'm happy. 50% um. <laughs> of this episode is I just think that's so quickly. important. This is what's great, so right? good. Like, this is sort yeah. of what we've been saying, right? It's like, you said before, like, it's nice that you can talk about this and we can hear you. But, like, we're really... Yeah we're hearing you know like we're not just listening like we're actually properly hearing each other because it is such yeah. a personal film <laughs> it's so personal yeah and other other episodes other episodes i i know from looking back i've matt said something which you know matt's a fucking awesome guy and he has mm -hmm. great things to say but I'm in my so. head so much. Is there a butt? I'm in my head so much that I just completely ignore <laughs> what the fuck he says, and uh, I know yeah, yeah, for yeah. a fact I did not take that in. But in this whole re yes. whole uh, relationship conversation, I've taken in it everything you guys had to fucking say because it's just so. I mean, I'm not in my fucking head about it. I, I You're in your yeah, heart yeah. about yeah. it. <laughs> mm. Oh, yeah, which is in the brain. Everyone, the heart is just an organ. <laughs> the heart is in the brain. <laughs> Like Keati Mundi from Star Wars, he's got two brains in his, he's got head, he's got hearts in his, in his head. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, uh, I like that we're getting more personal with this podcast, because at the start, I think there is definitely a, um, we're breaking down some filters. Yeah. I feel more comfortable on this, and I think this has probably been my mm. most personal episode. Yeah. Does anyone have any quotes that they wrote down that are particularly special and you don't have to explain what the fuck they're special for just i have one that's been circling oh. <laughs> in my brain for the last like 20 minutes yeah and it's not even like Please. it's yeah. a quote as in like from a book that's in the film but it's like the one yeah. where it's like is it better to speak or to die mm. poignant better to speak <laughs> yeah yeah and, and yeah that is a 
this movie has such a nice relationship with it really um, does with the arts with mm. with literature yeah. and i think the um applic- the applicability of that sentence to this whole movie is good implementation of using a book of like intertext yeah. in in a piece of art um and yeah is it is it better to speak or uh, to die what the line? yeah is it better to speak or to die what do we think we're out here speaking i think that it's better to speak <laughs> yeah. we're fucking speaking man yeah and but my raps Absolutely. are so are so good that i die every time i say them so <laughs> i had water in my mouth again you asshole <laughs> <laughs> sorry uh, one for me is um it's actually not a line from the script it's a line from one of the songs but it's, I mean, the songs are, are picked on fucking purpose because a lot of them, the lyrics relate fucking directly to, yeah. to what's going on. And the, the the quote is, it's been a long, long time since I memorized your face, which right now, being that I've been fucking alone for yeah. a lot of months, uh, even, even, even not even like in a uh, romantic sense where like I'm, you know, fully uh, uh, with someone. It's just like I, I haven't even looked in the faces of my friends yeah. in a long time. So it's just like yeah. that that particular line was just like Yeah. <sighs> For the record, Joel, that song is yeah. called yeah. Futile Devices and it's one of the most beautiful yeah. songs I've ever heard in my life. So you should mm-hmm. listen awesome. over and over. Yeah. Awesome. So so one thing I when I when I when I watch this movie I think of Georgia cuz she recommended it to me and because it's beautiful um, and, and another thing about it is like the t-shirts ah, and yes, all the, shirts the talking and the heads fashion, one, which is like, you know, oh, yeah. yes, I was, uh, that was, uh, you got to me before I was like, every time I see that talking head shirt, I'm like, uh, I'm talking Georgia over here, fucking hell. That makes and, me so happy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a cliche and I love it. <laughs> yeah. But the, the best shirt I think is the one in the final scene, the, the, the faces, uh, that uh, outfit when up, he walks in through the door and God. it's the coat, the beret, the Walkman. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Oh. yeah, I knew you would say that. <laughs> Beautiful. Yeah. yeah, that's nice. Yeah, and, and it's I, like I think seeing not many people can wear no, a beret true. like that, but he's one Sucker of them. for a man yeah. in a hat. Um, <laughs> you're another oh, one. You're an angel. <laughs> <laughs> you're not one. Hearing, also hearing. Thanks, man. Love you. She'd see me in a mask, though. Um, hearing him uh, talk about the shirt that was given to yes. him by um, yeah. Monet, I think. Who Monet, the guy who acts as Monet, that actor is the oh, author of the Oh, I book, never knew that. Sure. Ah. Of Call Me By Your Name. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. We should get his name. Has um, anyone ever read It's the been book? on my list for a long time. No. Yeah. Apparently, Army Hammer did voice acting for the audiobook, mm. which is Well, it's part beautiful. of the series, but um, I don't know if I'd like to read anything beyond it yeah which is why that there's slated to be a sequel mm, interesting mm, ah. dubious <laughs> i i i think i i read a headline of that somewhere and yeah. just begged for it not to happen because i don't i don't need, but, I don't need a sequel it. to this but, this is but it's not a sequel it's actually a, another telling of a book by the same person so if it's that then okay. in that oh, case it's like yeah, yeah okay. give me yeah 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 yeah. yeah. Rather than um, being like, they go back yeah. to Italy and they have yeah. another fun time. <laughs> yeah. Nightmare. <laughs> um, but the uh, the shirt that um that character gives to Timothy Chalamet, and then he his parents tell him to wear it for when they come over. 
and he's saying like, "Oh, it's too big. I fucking hate it or anything." <laughs> and then you shirt. see him in it, and he's just—it's it's so just good. A great I know. Shirt. It's one of the best outfits. I'm like, I, he walks, he walks out of the house in it, and I'm like, "Oh, fuck you, <laughs> That's Timothy the best dance move. As someone that like, when he does it, yeah. As someone that like wears. <laughs> oh yeah fucking that's so true that little bit and it's just like and it's because he's like uh he knows oliver's not there i guess and he's just like coming yeah, out of the shell a little bit like easing that little boyish. turtle head out and so yeah cute. yeah 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 and and as someone who like pretty much exclusively wears baggy clothes for one reason or another Same, bro. um <laughs> it's like it's like <laughs> yeah it's like yeah that is how you wear that fucking shirt uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> Snaps. <laughs> oh, this has been, been lovely. lovely. Yeah. This is. It's nice to just talk about love and a movie with my friends. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Any closing thoughts on the movie? I'm a mess. <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> no, I'm quite comfortable. <laughs> Good. I uh, thank you for bringing I this to I think if 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 people are gonna listen to this podcast and then watch the film, there's one thing you could look out. Allergy is a term that they use secretly to mean gay. I'm pretty sure. So look out for that. Oh, interesting. Yeah. They do actually touch on the end. Uh, yeah. The oh. Etymology of, yeah. Uh, allergy. Or the... so, yeah. So they they like yeah. they're like. There's something he's like, in the end. I have. Yes. This allergy, it's making me, it's making me yeah. not want to go uh, down to the river yeah. to play with the girls and stuff. I have and he's the like, same yeah, one. I think I have that allergy <gasps> too. I think I have the same yeah. One. At the mo- in the moment, <laughs> in the moment, I just took that as, um, as Elio was saying, I don't want to fucking socialize, and all of yeah. being like, I also don't want to socialize. Uh, we love yeah. wordplay. You're totally right. That is a that is a very good pickup. <laughs> mm-hmm. We love wordplay. I fucking love words. Love words. I love allergies. If you love wordplay and uh, poetry, which this movie is sort of poetry in motion, uh, you can check out a movie called um, uh, The Moon <laughs> Is Now Gone. It's got Adam Driver. It's got Adam Driver. Marriage and it's story. about poetry. No, no, it's... Uh, okay, it, hold on. <laughs> I love... I've done this too where, like, I have something up on my Google Google pages or Ecoja pages for you uh, working on the box. Patterson. Addison. Oh, I love it's called Patterson. Patterson. It's oh, a movie yes. about it's it a movie about poetry. Bro, and I've seen that and I couldn't even some be great like, oh, wordplay. Yeah, it is absolutely yeah. beautiful. Yeah. Great wordplay in that movie. Absolutely <laughs> lovely. Um So the director, by the way, has a, a ton of short movies and they're all awesome. Great. So if okay, anyone cool. wants to look at that, they can <laughs> Call Me by Your Name and Patterson in another film. <laughs> <laughs> and other films yeah here one plus um, one destiny <laughs> alright uh, ladies and gentlemen you can find the uh, podcast Instagram on Instagram <laughs> at Cinemax Podcast you guys can go into um, your dungeons and put your head into the flower of life and then scream for reality into our uh, Instagram search engine and find That's us. right, and you can find the sleep sleep time on the pillow. Yeah. Uh, I love you. <laughs> yeah, Georgia, we end the podcast by saying I love oh, you. Yeah, that's right. So, love I love you. you.